oh, we filled the squirrel feeder. Oh, we filled the squirrel feeder for the first time all year. We have big old peanuts in there. Oh, yeah? And it's, I, I figured it'd be like a new generation of squirrels who probably didn't know what was going on. So I had to retrain. I had to retrain the local squirrels by like leaving it wide open and then propping it and then finally just shutting it. But Finn has now realized that there are squirrels coming to our yard and stealing things. And he doesn't know why I haven't lifted a finger to stop this. <laughs> he watches them. He watches them come to the feeder and he shivers. <laughs> just <laughs> staring at them. Dare they. <laughs> I wait until they're like up, like way up in a tree or on the other side of the fence before I finally let him out. And then he he does like this really cute like gazelle hop where he doesn't like bend his legs at all. He just boing, boing, boing to the fence because <laughs> he <laughs> wants to play with them so bad. It doesn't understand why the little prey animals will play with him. Uh, you know, it's rough being a being a golden retriever. No, no, no thoughts, only love. Yeah. I do too. I got thoughts. And then and then yesterday, right before I went to bed, there was that whole thing with this, oh my god. You, okay, so as a parent, I have this new experience now. The experience of feeling shame and guilt sticking up for a little creature that has completely <laughs> fucked you over. <laughs> like, learning after the fact, like, oh, you lied about that. Or, oh, you did the bad thing and now I can't go to bat for you like I did. This is a whole new experience for me. Um, and now I'm experiencing it with another full-grown adult, Adult, this guy Oliver, whatever his name is, who originally called attention to the fact that the DMs Guild has these unbelievable double standards when it comes to, like, I, you know, the, the artistic assets in their in their products. And now he's just, he's just a professional asshole, as it turns yeah, out. I, and I have to be like, I stood up for you once. <laughs> you are actually yeah, a I, jerk. I, it was weird because I was always like, mm, about the first one. I mean, I think I, you remember that it conversation. It was really pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was I like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that this is it. Uh, and now I feel like, and then I sort of felt bad because I was, all my other gay friends were like, no, it's good. And I was like, I don't think it is. I actually think maybe this is, this is pr- provocation for provocation's sake. Um, <laughs> like, I think I kind of said that in our episode about it. Uh, yeah, and now yeah. I feel vindicated because I read him correctly. You sure did. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and in case somehow this hasn't crossed your feeds, I don't know how it wouldn't have by this point. It was going viral pretty fucking quickly. Um, the guy who did, God, what was the name of the first supplement? I don't fucking remember. It was all like leather daddies and shit. Uh, yeah, it was something about, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't fucking remember. It was, it was the, it had a leather daddy vampire on the cover, which I was cool with, and then it, it got progressively more pornographic inside to, air quotes, make a statement. Yeah. Um, I guess for the last couple of weeks, he's been hyping up his next project, which he says was created in response to the fact that there are very few nuanced, compelling, responsible, queer villains in D&D. Um, and we can unpack that in a second, but the product that he released is not compelling, it's not responsible, and it's not nuanced in any fucking way. <laughs> it's 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 a hundred percent camp, and it's even like outdated camp, like like nineties camp. And everyone I mean, it, is it, like, "Dude, this ain't it." And, it has and- a drag queen beholder on the cover with a brunch joke and then implies that the drag queen is also trans. It's very gross. Yeah, it's... That's yeah. the cover. That's the it's, cover. It's, it's honestly, like, on its own merit, it's, it's like, mediocre. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's got some interesting content. It's tr- it basically tries to recontextualize canonical villains as though they were queer in some way. Um... Overall, like overwhelmingly, it's it's gay men, even when the writer s- insists that they are poly, no, insists that they are uh, pan or non-binary or anything like that. Um, he 
instead puts the focus on using he him pronouns and this character seems to only exclusively date men even though it's said that they're bisexual or pan and it's it's kind of a hot mess honestly it's really not great um but the fact that it is not what he advertised and actually has some pretty harmful content doesn't seem to have deterred him from using it to pump up his own ego and like viciously attack his like critics <laughs> so it's it's been a real scene <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a good look for this guy and honestly i am i am embarrassed that i even stood up for his original shit now it's like knowing oh you you're just a jerk you just like to pick fights and his whole attitude about like well i have to make queer content like this because i'm doing the queer community a favor and all of us are like no we don't want your favors good. thanks which I actually kind of spawned what we wanted to talk about today, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, I I made a tweet kind of to this this topic, so why don't we get into it? Welcome Let's get to, into it. Welcome to Bonus Experience. This is Bonus Experience. This is a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are queer people speaking with authority about games. We are, and we swear. Time out Time of it. Our next no, vocal warm-up no, will just be us saying die mad about it over and over again. Die mad about it. Mad about it. We'll workshop it. This is this is season four and our very first season four episode, so who are you? I am right. I'm an industry professional. I do a lot of work on uh, role-playing game settings and narrative although i started to break into a little bit of like system stuff doing some mechanic stuff especially in exalted essence which i'm so i'm constantly at a mid-level of just a simmer in the back of my brain like oh exalted essence is coming oh everyone's gonna love it soon soon who are you though uh i, I hi i'm i'm monica i am also an industry professional. I am a developer for the Onyx Path, which means I get to be the cat herder in charge of books. Um, <laughs> and uh, most specifically, the mechanical developer for Exalted Essence, which meant I was in, in charge of directing and cur curating and yelling at people to write things correctly for all of the <laughs> rules shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, yes. I write great outlines. Uh, you do. <laughs> that's yeah. That was not me just tooting my own horn. That is true. I write really good outlines, um, and, and you're really great with the red lines too. You, you at least for me, you show a lot of trust in my process with the red lines, and don't feel the need to like hold my hand through everything that I. Sorry, this is getting personal. <laughs> I, I, my attitude towards red lines is that. If I catch something that's a common mistake or something that someone has done badly, like, you fucked up the entire template, uh, I don't need to yell at you about it because you probably already know you fucked it up. Um, or, like, if people turn something in that's not done, I don't need to tell you it's not done. You already know. Nah. No, uh, it's like, yeah, fam, I knew. I, yeah, I've right. Had, so I've, I've had, had like, notes like that from developers that are like, hey, this isn't done. It's like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah? You think really? so? You think so? Like, no, right? it's not so done. I don't feel a need to, maybe it's just because I have really bad RSD. I don't need to trigger that in anybody else. Um, so instead of being like, this isn't done, I'm like, here's what you need to do to finish it. Instead I of that, like, I, I just am like, or like, oh, you screwed up the template. I'm like, here's the correct way to do it. That's, that's it. No, I hate FYI, you do it this way, which implies that I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I got a note recently what, where I had one heading that was in the wrong number. Clearly, I just misclicked, right? Like, mm -hmm. it went from two, three, two, and it was clearly supposed to be another three. Clearly, that is literally did, just a mistake. Like, I just did mis you get like the, the you, you know, you TBS should, reports. FYI, uh, all <laughs> headers should be in the order. And I'm like, I know that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Monica, what's this I hear about you fucking up your headers? Right? Like, I know that this was clearly an accident. Why didn't you just fix it and say nothing or just be like hey this isn't the wrong header set it to three thank you that's for pointing it. that out to me right anyway that's my big thing about red lines 
Um, but we're not we're not talking about how to. We're not here to talk about red lines. We're not here to talk about red lines or how to give or good pets. criticism. This we got really Politics. distracted on who I am, uh, which is a mechanical writer, a fiction writer, a developer, uh, and a generally like a systems designer person. All these things and more. All these things and more. I'm a triple threat. Hire me. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about how if you are really jonesing for a role-playing game with high adventure and crazy character generation options and something that is explicitly about found family and queer narratives, stop fucking playing D&D <laughs> and play Exalted. Uh, Exalted is really gay. Uh, we are not taking criticism at this time. No, no. No, no feedback, please. Exalted nope. is gay. Do not at me. Right. All right. Well, that was a great episode. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Perfect. Let's go. Um, <laughs> politics, uh, pet talk, and then we're just like, yeah, Exalted is gay. That's it. Go play it. Exalted's really gay. Check it out. Check it out. Um, um, so um, you can find our... <laughs> <laughs> BXPcast.com. All right. Cool. Um, Perfect. This necessarily will have to include a description of what Exalted is, even though it's been four years of the two of us making this podcast. Right, and we talk and about I it all think the time. combined, just within this podcast, we've talked about Exalted about five or six hours. Probably. Not counting the spinoff Exalted podcast that you created <laughs> specifically about what is Exalted. Yeah, that uh, is actually Terry's fault. Terry. Terry was Terry was like he messaged me and Chaz and was like, "Okay, so would you be willing to to do a podcast where you guys teach Exalted to me?" And we were both like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> will, uh, Chaz and I were both like, "Hell yeah!" But will you edit it? And he was like, "Yeah, of course." So that <laughs> Terry, my dude, that was that was how systematic understanding of everything came around. Um, which to answer the question, what the fuck is Exalted? I probably should just be like Exaltcast.com. Start with episode one. Uh, which does, in fact, do a really excellent rundown of the setting, and then episode two is a rundown of what you play. But hey, let's give our audience the spark notes here, um, because there's nothing worse than showing up to get an explanation and being told to go look somewhere else. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Go Google it. Yeah. Uh, so I would say Exalted is an epic fantasy tabletop role-playing game that takes place in its own world, which is called Creation, uh, and has setting elements inspired by world mythology and late antiquity. How's that? Uh, I mean, there's way more to it, but I think that's a pretty yeah, good top-level yeah. description. What else would you add? What else would I add? I don't know, man. That's pretty good. I mean, it's got a <laughs> lot of... It's got a lot of anime DNA in it. It's got a lot of... True. Um, it's got a lot of, like, Greek and Roman mythology mixed into some of the bigger set pieces of yeah. the setting. Set pieces of the setting. You know what I mean. Um... It's uh when I was very first billed to me as a young baby role player, um, I was told that it was D and D gone super saiyan. I mean, yes, yeah, that's actually uh, that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's honestly awful. Years later, now that I work on Exalted and tell people about it, it's awful. But boy, does it get the point across. <laughs> I mean. I don't know that we're going to... Maybe we'll get into it. This outline is very loose. Um, I'm sure we'll get into Exalted it. Exalted is, in a lot of ways, a deconstruction of D&D. &D. Um, yes. Brandon yes. Leon Gambetta, like, weeks ago, called it just D&D &D in, um, in an episode of Stop, Hack, and Roll, which is great and everybody should listen to. Um, and I started a pretend Twitter feud with him over it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, which actually was me pretending to be offended, but then also being like, okay, but you're right, because like it has some of the same fantasy themes, but is actually like a deconstruction of those in a lot of ways. Yeah. And we do, we do talk about it a couple times on Systematic Understanding, but we can get into it more here because this is the show where we talk about theory and shit. Yeah. Uh, this is the high-level shit. It is. This is the high-level shit. That's the point of bonus experience. The 300-level <laughs> bullshit. We talk about skill lists. Yep. <laughs> and gamer nerds. <laughs> uh, so while we're sort of kicking this around, let's talk about, like, 
not just what the fuck it is, because it's an epic fantasy tabletop role-playing game. You play super powerful characters in a sort of D&D deconstruction sort of way. And I guess we can get more into, like... I mean, if you really want to know how it works, that's literally what systematic understanding of everything is for. But let's talk about its themes before yes. we get into, like, the game stuff and then, like, the gay stuff. Well, the, the biggest, like, chorist theme of Exalted is power and consequences. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's all about people with unbelievable power, either, you know, social power or literal physical, like, magical power or economic power. And and the the consequences of 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 being a big player surrounded by other big players who all have their own schemes, all have their own motivations, and and it's and it goes it goes beyond like oh there's a huge um, imperial there's a huge imperial force working within this setting to basically protect its own interests at the cost of uh, the lives and livelihoods of mortals. But it also goes into you've been chosen by a god to represent his interests, and uh, most of the people on this on this planet planet most of the people in creation believe that you are evil and need to be killed simply because you were chosen by this god. Um, which is, I mean, okay, yeah, you are one of the most powerful things that can ever be created. But what's the consequence of that? <laughs> like, what what will happen to you, and what will you do? Yeah, I think um, I've talked about this both in our, like, behind the scenes when we were creating Essence and also uh, on other shows and also on Systematic Understanding of, like, Exalted is not a game about the consequences of failure. It is a game about the consequences of success. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so part of that is because mechanically you have fuck tons of dice, you have these extremely powerful powers. Um, and there's kind of, I don't want to say nothing, but like, you're, you should frame the game around like, not what will happen if they don't pull this off, but what will happen if they do. Um, and it's a really, that I think, that mechanically in itself is almost a deconstruction of D&D, period. Right, right there. Yes. yes. Um, because, because pretty much all D&D play, and I have played a lot of it, uh, I know we love to hate on it. But that's mostly because it's fun, not because either of us actually dislike it. Um, is like a lot of attention there is built around whether or not you will fail, right? Like, will you steal the treasure? Will the dragon kill the entire party? Uh, will um, will you survive these traps? Will you overcome this threat? Like, with the consequence there being that that won't happen, right? Yes. Uh, and that like. And there could be more consequences that spool off of that, but a lot of the story questions in DD come down to, does this happen or doesn't it? Right. Uh, and I think a lot of what frames the exalted question is, what will happen when it does? Because even like even just the way the math works, most of the time the exalted succeed. Like, which may sound boring to you, but I promise you it isn't. <laughs> yes, um, especially when. <laughs> A lot of the, I mean, the question can be what will happen when they succeed, but it can mm -hmm. also be what cost will they pay to succeed? Right. What, what will they have to give up when they succeed or to, to encourage their success? And there's a lot to lose playing in Exalted because it, it focuses on your character's place in the world, their motivations, um, the things that they, the things that they care about. It's a really important part of the character creation is you have to come up with your intimacies. You have to come up with the things that your character cares about specifically so they can be used either to give you bonuses or for the GM to dangle it in front or the storyteller or whatever. You this is GM. It's the person dangle it in front of you like the game master, the facilitator. Yeah, the person never who you roped into running this thing. We didn't. We can we can add it to the list. We have a the, whole other season ahead of us. The poor asshole who has to run Exalted for you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a big part of character creation is to come up with the things that your character cares about because those will be important to the game. Not just as the way that D&D 5e does it, which is, oh, if your dungeon master remembers, they'll give you inspiration for doing something because of your flaw. But in Exalted, it's, it's, a, it's important. Your powers will key off of your intimacies and how they interact with you or how you use them to influence other people. And it's it's you know, there's a lot more to it than 
will they or won't they? It's what happens as a result of their success or what will they give up to succeed? Yeah, for sure. So let's maybe springboard from there to talking about like the kinds of characters and stories you can tell with it, which is a huge fucking topic. So let's try to keep it surface level. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Or at least just instead of of trying to deep dive on this, because we could could do a whole episode literally on just this alone. (laughs) So maybe let's just talk about ourselves (laughs) to keep it simple. I actually have a story about this. Go, 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 Tag, you're in. Do it. started playing Exalted. Tell me. Um, We were trying to get my buddies into this. And they were having trouble with the idea of you're playing these powerful characters. Um, The kind of characters that you play are larger than life in some way. Either their passions are written large or their motivations kind of outpace their own mortality or their skill is enormous or they just have a destiny that they don't understand yet. But something about your character is, is enormous, is important whether they really understand that or not. And one of my buddies kept saying he just wanted to play a chef. Like he wanted to play like a battle cook. And we were struggling with trying to find some way to make this like important. I mean, obviously I have like a million different ways to make a chef sound epic. But this guy just wanted to play like a wandering cook. Like he wasn't really buying into the whole, okay, but something about you is, is tremendous. Something about you is going to be very big and important. And he didn't want to play something like that. He wanted to play something smaller. Exalted is really not for small. No. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the kind Uh, of character you can't play in Exalted. (laughs) I mean, that's good. You don't play normal people. Yeah, uh, it's not a game for playing normal people, and it's not a game for playing subdued anything. Like, you could really try. Yeah, I mean, like, but you some, can... something about it is not going to be subdued. It's just exalted is meant to be over the top in some way. Yeah, I mean, like, I think you could play a character who was subtle, or like, you know, kind of kept their big emotions to themselves, and that might actually be really interesting, especially in a group full of wacky, like, wacky weirdos, because oh, yeah. every exalted circle is a quirky mini boss squad. I don't make the uh-huh. rules. That's just how it works. <laughs> That's how it ends up. Yeah. Uh. And you could even try to play like a slice of life or some sort of like idyllic you could try pastoral tale. Something about it will be bigger. I mean, than like I, f- I feel like if you if you attempt you could to do you could some... play a pastoral in Malpheus. <laughs> you could be raising demon sheep. I mean, it would be extraordinarily weird. Like it would be a very weird pastoral, yes. right? Like it would it, it would quickly outstrip the sort of pleasant quietness that is supposed to come from that sort of story um and like i think if you tried to do like a slice of life or like exalted high school or whatever you get kill a kill that's where you end up like yeah yeah that's how you get kill a kill (laughs) do you want kill a kill i mean i do which is why i really like this game um (laughs) there's i also think that there are places that you can work the D D crowd into it i don't I don't mean to sound that like insulting because I don't actually mean that as insulting. But like a lot of people think of well, adventure let's... fantasy or the fantasy idea as being a little more grungy or being like super mercenary or like monster fighting focused, right? Like I think we go into you... dungeons <laughs> and we kill monsters and we get treasure, right? I think that when you talk about the D and D crowd, you need to sort of make this distinction between kind of the old guard. Mm-hmm. who have been playing D&D as written for quite some time versus this new wave of they haven't you know been younger either. millennials just say what i said they haven't been what? either playing nobody plays D&D as written just saying no i mean no okay but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah right? i know what you mean like the people the, basically there's this huge divide that starts around the time that adventure zone and critical role started getting really right 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 popular. yeah 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 that we started getting all of these new young very queer players coming in and going wow look at all the things that D&D can do and we mm-hmm. we have two completely different communities here. <laughs> the people yes, who know what D and D can do, well, mm-hmm. the people who think they know what D and D can do, and then the new people who are trying to make D and D do something that it really can't. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and I am sort of talking to both of them because the idea of like dungeons and adventures and a cohesive party and like we do these things and we fight monsters and whatever is sort of the through line. On both accounts, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like Exalted doesn't have classes first off. Um, and it doesn't have races, which is well... a load, which is, <laughs> it doesn't have them like D&D does. Not in, not quite in the same way. By by default, well. you get like a th- you get like a type that you are, which is sort of race like, but not really. And I don't like the word race, but it is the word that's used. So, um, <laughs> uh, so like you're you're you are a human for the most part. Even if you are like a beast man, you're still pretty yes. much human. You're not like a yes. dwarf. You're not like a tiefling, right? So that like being a non although these those things exist in exalted uh you can be a demon blooded or you can be a mountain folk you can but you can't be a mountain folk and also an exalt right <laughs> uh but you could be like a short stocky guy who's got who's been touched by weird earth energies and be like i'm a dwarf and they're like cool whatever uh <laughs> <laughs> like, but there's also no elf. They're fair folk, but they're also you can't be a fair folk and an exalt. So, like, the main playable thing is something human or human adjacent. Like, you could have demon heritage if you really wanted horns and a tail. That's cool. It's fine. Um, and if you want to be like a big lizard guy who's basically a lizard man, you could do that too. But dragonborn as a thing being separate from human is not the thing that you play. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Uh, and like a dawn cast is the closest thing you're going to get to a fighter, but it's nothing like a fighter. Yeah, but when you talk about it doesn't have classes, then how do you explain exalt types and exalt subtypes? I mean, when I explain them to someone, I usually use the lowest common denominator. Where I'm like, yeah, it's race and class. Uh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but also be- because it's not okay. So like, when you pick a fighter in D and D, you are stuck picking fighter powers or fighter feats or whatever the fuck they're called currently. Uh, and you get fighter stuff all the way through. And sometimes that's a bad choice, right? <laughs> right? Uh, uh-huh, if, yeah. if I play a Dawn cast, I can take anything Solars can take, period. Period. If you play an Eclipse, you can take anything any Exalt can take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not anymore. Um, no! That Sass is a third edition. It's like spirit charms and shit. Uh, no, you are no longer cherry picking every single Exalt type's charms because that was a busted problem. Um, Poor Eclipses. There's nothing cool they can do. No, there's nothing cool they can do. Ever. They can make you pinky swear. <laughs> right. Uh, and the pinky swear of the sun. They can just steal charms from demons and ghosts and spirits and fair folk and stuff like that. There's nothing cool they can do anymore. I um, guess that's okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, like, all dragon blooded can use all dragon blooded charms. All, every exalt can use all the same abilities as their exalt types. You get characters who are not specifically defined by the subtype they are, which is why it's not a class. Got it. Okay. Uh, And um, Exalted uses basically like open experience. So you like, as long as you have XP, you can buy shit that you, that is available to you. Right. Like That's true. Building your character in Exalted and advancing your character in Exalted is a lot more a la carte than D&D is, which is basically like a checklist of, did you hit level seven? Here's what you get. In Exalted, there's no levels. Right. Really. No. And it's just like, do you have enough experience points to buy the next rank in melee? Whatever. Okay, cool. You yeah. have melee four now, right? Uh, and then once you have melee four, you can you you may have access to new powers that unlock at that point because they were gated behind a certain ability requirement. Uh, so you have this really open ended progression, um, and like you have things you favor. Uh, so, like, those cost less XP. So, like, of course you are inclined towards playing to type, but you don't have to. And there's no right. requirement to do that. So in that, like, I, I, you know, it's very hard for a fighter to, like, also sing and cast spells unless you're doing some really weird multi-class shit. Um, fighter Bard? But, that's a great multi-class. I mean, yeah, but it's a multi-class <laughs> and you're putting a lot of, like... You're, you're doing a whole lot of things to get to that end. And Multiclassing is like an advanced d right. trick. And basically. also sometimes doing that it ends in being kind of a bad fighter and also kind of a bad bard, right? Like, yes. Uh, in Exalted, your Dawn cast, your fighter type, can still favor performance and favor a cult and then be a singing sorcerer who's also really good at fighting. The way the design tries to push you, not push you, but try to encourage you to still kind of play within that dawn flavor of you're a fighty 
general badass, like you lead armies and also fight, is they just offer you discounts on the fighting and the war and yeah. the general stuff. Yep. You can take all the other stuff if you want. It's just cheaper to go with fighting charms and war charms. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, there are like, there are plenty of places in creation that are like overrun with monsters. There are plenty of monsters to fight. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my there's God. So many like. Uh, and Exalted and... is pretty loose when it describes what a monster is. Yeah. Um, and also like. Terry actually pointed this out in a systematic uh, understanding of everything episode that like the dungeons of creation are usually your own past life's tomb. Yes. Uh, so instead of raiding these places that belong to someone else and like taking their treasure in a very sort of gross way, if you think about it too long, uh -huh. um, you are only stealing from yourself. <laughs> Yes. Well, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. when you when you usually <laughs> if you plunge into a first age tomb, um, like almost always that's gonna be like, oh, but it was yours after a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you knew the guy. Or you knew the guy. Or, or it's a member of the circle or whatever, which is the or circle if, or is if the if term for party. If you're playing a dragon blooded or a realm sympathetic character, this is basically you. Uh, dismantling a nuclear silo. Of, right. I'm taking this so that the enemies of creation don't end up with this incredibly powerful weapon. Right. Uh, so, like, there's this, there's the decon. You can still kind of do the whole, like, Tomb of Horrors thing where, like, this is an extremely deadly thing, except that the exalts are going to not die. Um, <laughs> it's this extremely deadly thing. It's full of scary traps. All these terrible things happen um, because, you know, the people of the past were trying to keep folks from getting whatever was inside it. Uh, which probably belonged to you in the first place. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was probably yours to begin with. Yeah, this and and you may also like get to the bottom of it and discover this like WMD that, you know, your past life made. And instead of it being like, oh, I'm rewarded with treasure, you're like, oh, oh no, I did this. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes, maybe sometimes the consequences aren't even for things that you personally did. But... Right. Your past life, and then did like, it, and now technically it, you're responsible for it in a kind of Steven, Steven Universe way, right? Yeah, and leaving you with like, oh, or even like a Shiro way, like, oh, I caused this problem to happen. What do I? It wasn't really me, but it was me. Yeah, do I? Yeah. Do I destroy this, or is it's it my responsibility my to own now? And so like, you have this much heavier, <laughs> like, consequence oh. of what happened. I love Exalted. It's so good. Um. And then I had something else I wanted to say. Yeah, what did you want to say? Oh, so your rewards for, you know, the dungeon diving in Exalted, so to speak. Um, loot in Exalted is not treated the same way as it is in D&D. &D. I know that they kind of tried to push D&D &D towards there's unique stuff, there's powerful stuff, there's special stuff. But it's, it's rare and it's supposed to be for when you get to higher level. You get this unique named artifact level thing. That's crazy powerful. And Exalted, basically all of your magical gear is treated that way. Even if it's like, you know, so-called low-level artifacts, like, oh, Smash Fists. The Smash Fists are unique. They're not just like government-issue Smash Fists. These are <laughs> made of orichalcum and maybe an alloy of some other like cool thing, like a Children's Wishes. And, and, uh, and they have names. And they even have uh, built-in powers called evocations that certain people can unlock, but only its actual wielder can really like fully unlock to its in entire potential. So every piece of gear in Exalted that's not just like here's the steel breastplate, although you could if you wanted to. It's just that the story doesn't back that up as much. The magical stuff in Exalted is all really important, and they all they're they're kind of characters of their own. Yeah. Definitely. There's there's no picking up a Diclave plus two and going, this one's way better than my Diclave plus one, so I'm going to use this one. <laughs> uh, at least in essence, there are rules for like, okay, so every artifact is theoretically unique, but if you couldn't think of a cool thing, you can just take this for now, and then when you think of something cool later, you can make it up. Yeah. 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 But there is no such, like, even a plain Diclave plus two is supposed to become a unique artifact in play. Even if you couldn't think of something cool up front. And if you do really like something that's like, but I want that one though, you can always modify the story or you can say that this blacksmith 
of legend made ten copies of this diclave and distributed them to his nine greatest foes. You know, you can come up with a reason why there happens to be ten more of this specific artifact. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot Whatever. of cool ways you can it's spin cool. that. It's cool. Well, we have done a lot of talk on the basics of this and like characters and stories and stuff. We haven't so even gotten to how gay it is. Yeah, we haven't gotten. So let's do a oh let's God. take a quick break forever. and then get back into it being gay, because that's the point of us being here. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go to the break room. Back to this canola bar. All right. BXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Thank you. Become a BXP patron. Patrons get to chat with us directly. They get special Discord roles and uh, access to exclusive hangouts with us. You get to hang out and chat with us. That's what you're here for, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can support <laughs> us for as little as a dollar a month. Yep. You get cool stuff. Yeah. If we you recently support... redid our. Um, nom, nom. Oh, okay. Nom, nom, nom. Okay. We hold. recently restructured our Patreon. And we did. Changed some of the rewards and added some new ones. Such as, at, what's the, I don't have it in front of me. What's the level where you get to be certified Margaret and I make you a really shitty Margaret certificate? Yes, if you give us $20, um, we don't care for how long you give us $20, as long as you have 20 bucks and it clears, uh, we will make you a shitty Margaret certificate. Because you're uh, a certified Margaret. It's you are a, a certified you know, graphic Margaret. Des- graphic design is my passion, and so it, you can really look forward to this one. Yeah, it will be bad. We promise it will be terrible. Uh, and we'll send you a little PDF that you can print out and hang up in your cubicle at work. Uh, and confuse people as to what the fuck certified Margaret means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can tell them all about it. Yep. And tell them that if they give us $10, they can have a certificate too. Wait, it's, it's 20 bucks, yeah. $20. <laughs> they can have a certificate too. <laughs> uh, if you'd rather support BXP without committing to monthly payments, you can still buy a coffee. K-O-F-I slash bonus D-X-P. Uh, and buy our stuff. You can go to bxpcast.com slash bxpswag and check out our merch page, which we'll be updating soon, I hope. Yeah! Uh, it's currently the Redbubble page. The Redbubble stuff's all right. We're theoretically moving to Nerdy Cappy, which we are sponsored by. It's um, not theoretical. It's it's in the works. It is in the works. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they are wrapping up their Kickstarter with the pins. Right, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think we're next on the list after that, but I did send off our, our email to be like, here's the stuff we want. I'm um chewing on a granola bar, and then I'm going to tell you how excited I am for the new BXP gear. <laughs> I'm on a break. Okay. Uh, you can get all kinds of rad queer swag from Nerdy Kepi, and remember to use code BXPCAST at checkout for 10% off, which never expires. You can always go back and buy more cool stuff for so 10% off. So Monica, Monica and I went through all the possible like stuff that we could put the bonus experience logo on and so what we came up with is we're gonna ha- can i tell them yeah sure go can ahead. i tell them go for, go okay go for it. so we're gonna have we're gonna have t-shirt mm-hmm. right gotta have a t-shirt Duh. we're gonna have a pullover hoodie yep gotta have one of those comfy and soft um we're gonna have mugs mm-hmm. i'm getting one personally okay. i love a good ceramic mug yeah we gotta I drink a lot of coffee we got a plain we ceramic also, mug and a travel mug we're, we're also getting the travel mug travel yep. mug um we're doing some buttons because i heard people like buttons yep I'm not a button person, personally, but I know that people who are into buttons are, like, way into buttons, so yeah. we're, we're going to scratch people, that itch for you. People said pins, and I think they meant enamel pins, but that's, like, a lot of work, so it's a button. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's so much work. We would have to do a completely <laughs> a different, button. like, project just to make the pins, yeah. but it's buttons for now. Trust me, we, we, you are not the only person to have said, what if we had a pin that said, die mad about it? Mm-hmm. Um, we're also, what else? We got uh, drawstring pouches coming. Yeah, that's how they're described on the site. But yeah. in reality, we all know that's a fucking dice bag. It's a dice you bag. Know? You can get a dice bag with a bonus experience logo on it, and I'm so fucking psyched. Also, what else do we have? Pop sockets. Right, that was one of mine. Yeah. I suggested the pop socket. I love my pop socket. <laughs> I'm absolutely getting a pop socket with a the bonus pop socket logo. and a, the fidget spinner. Made it on the list because we the were like fidget spinner. <laughs> there's there's eleven. Spider said send us ten. We were like here's eleven. The fidget spinner. Oh, oh, a beanie. Spinner. A, a, knit, beanie. a knit beanie. So you can have some assorted beanies. Yeah. Uh, is that all 10? Is that all 11? Uh, magnet. Oh, yeah, the magnet. A three-inch magnet and a bottle opener keychain. Yeah, because we know that y'all are kind of drinky. Mimosa mornings. <laughs> yeah. You got to pop open. I don't know why you need a bottle cap for mimosa, but whatever. It's cool. I'm not going to judge. But don't put beer in a mimosa. 
the kids. I'm just going to yeah, say it all right. Mm-hmm. Don't put beer in your mimosas. Don't put beer in a mimosa. That Don't listen to Margaret. I'm so excited for that. I am really, I love Nerdy Cappy's merchandise a lot. So I'm very excited to be, to be oh. talking about this with him. Nerdy Cappy also um, does big sizes. Yes. That's, that's, the, oh, that's the really important thing. I don't know thing. that we talked about. Yeah. Nerdy Cappy doesn't, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm fat. And uh, <laughs> it's really frustrating to like find, oh, they're doing merch. Oh, and it only goes as high as like X or 2X. And sometimes when it's like, oh, it's a women's shirt and 2X, what they really mean is it's just a large. Yeah. Uh, Nerdy Cappy doesn't fuck around with that. Nerdy Cappy no. goes all the way up to what, like 5X? It's really big. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Oh, Nerdy uh, Cappy does big, big sizes. Yeah, but big, one of big, one of the people. owners is a is a very large person, like six foot eight, big person. Oh yeah, yeah, not just like you know, for me the right. fat girl, but also <laughs> for the tall people. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I think I think the the other half of Nerdy Kepi is 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 a very tall person. <laughs> yeah, a very tall person who who models all their stuff. Tall. So yes, if you are big and tall, it will fit you. We yeah. promise. It's, that's an important thing to to yeah. point out, and I and I keep forgetting. Nerdy Kepi's super inclusive, my guys. Yeah, uh, even before that that goes there, you can just buy like cool shirts and pride swag and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, please support them. Please support them. They're fantastic. They have some good masks now. Yeah, there's one that says it goes over your nose. Get that <laughs> one. I need that. <laughs> But do remember that saying nice things is always free, so leave us a good always review free. on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, wherever. What I don't care where you listen to it, just leave us a nice review and help us get more listeners. Also, don't forget to tell your friends about what a chaotic disaster we are. Yeah, uh, this is not going to be a slick listening experience oh, no. for anyone. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All right. If you like bonus experience, you will also like Pandas Talking Games. Uh, Phil and Senda answer your questions about RPGs from the perspective of one-shots and campaigns with some panda silliness. Uh, if you listen to it, you will love it, or so the rumors say. I don't know who wrote I'm, that, but that's ominous. Whose fault I'm was rumors. that? <laughs> I'm rumors, and I say this. If you listen to it, you will love it. And really, if you do like if you do like BXP, you will like pandas. Because Almost we're a part of the misdirected Mark Network. We already yeah. did that. What mm-hmm. else? That's it. That's the that's end. It. Of, that's the end of the break. That's it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I finished my neural bar. Oh, great. Fantastic. Proud so of let's you. get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It was really a, it was a, it was a team effort. I'm glad you were here <laughs> for moral support. Finishing that chewy granola. I mean, all this sounds great, but why is Exalted gay? Oh, right. Good point. Good point. Uh, uh. Let me, uh, hang on. I gotta, I'm switching gears. Okay. <laughs> My bike's falling over. All right. Uh, you Down- go first. Downshift. Me go first? You go first. This is your thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. It's my thing. Okay. Well, so we've been talking about Exalted. And <laughs> in between talking about ancient wheat and other such things, uh, we've been talking about Exalted. And um, the thing is that Exalted is really gay. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you are always out here with your queer theory, and like <laughs> now you're like, I don't, I don't know, think, I don't know what words I'm are. I'm trying to think of where to start. I'm trying to think of where to start. Okay. Um, so we've talked about the themes of power and consequence, right? Yes. But um, a lot of the different characters that you can play in Exalted come down to not just trying to figure out your balance between like I have this great power. Oh, great responsibility! Oh, question mark. Mm-hmm. But it's also about finding your place in the world, because the world of creation is huge and old, and it has a lot of moving parts, and it has a history and then a false history, and there's people who are trying to basically push their own agenda over what should be taught to the members of or to the to the mortals of creation, and then there's you who you may have memories of the actual ancient history of the world that run completely counter to everything you thought you knew everything your friends and family knew um so while the biggest theme like overall across all modes of play in exalted is power versus consequences one of the other like like secondary themes that you can drag into your stories just about everywhere is is this idea of 
of finding your place and reclaiming history. Uh, and sometimes that can be a very physical thing, as in I'm going into this ancient tomb to take this big-ass golden sword that used to belong to me 2,000 years ago. Or it could be a very personal thing of I have these memories of of being married to this powerful you know, beautiful diplomat who could turn into a swarm of red birds. Who was this person? And you're trying to, like, reclaim that personal history for yourself. And maybe at face value, that's like, well, that doesn't sound very gay. But, you know, if, if, you, are, if you are queer, if you're part of this community, then you probably are already really familiar with that just on a personal level of the idea of trying to figure yourself out, trying to figure out your place in this world that by and large is pretty hostile to you um, and, and trying to piece together the history of other people who were like you, who came before you and tried to clear the path for you, but maybe were less successful because this world is hostile. And just that on its on, like on the surface makes Exalted so incredibly gay because most of the kinds of characters you can play are, you know, they're going to be exalts, but in the, in the setting, the only type of exalt that is basically quote good are the dragon blooded. And they're the ones that are in charge. So they get to write the laws. They get to determine what goes in the history books. And as far as they're concerned, any other exalt is a demon of some kind is an enemy of creation needs to be killed, needs to be put down. So if you're not playing a dragon blood, odds are pretty good that, Society doesn't want you around. <laughs> they're going to be sending groups of people to come and try to kill you because they're afraid of you. Or, or, or even if we're not talking about the structural politics and, and power dynamics, it could be that you pissed off a really powerful god in your past life and that god is still around and still t- is, wants to take it out on you, even though it wasn't really you. It was your past life that came before you who had the same exaltation as you. Um... Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, no, it's okay. That was great. You got a lot okay. out there. Uh, they okay. did the 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 Immaculate Order has been tweaked slightly for third edition to be less evil demon murder and more like people know that the anathema are other exalts. Um, like that they don't know they're exalted has been retconned because uh, that was always sort of okay. weird and stupid. So they um, yeah so they like recognize they, that these they, are other exalts right. But that, uh, but but that like they are doomed to basically be consumed by their power and self destruct, right? Like so, right. There's almost uh looking at the wild hunt like a mercy, right? Um, which is still wrong and still persecution. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but like that that framework is changed slightly, which I think is for the better, honestly. And you can honestly still play, you can still play a dragon blooded who's a member of these wild hunts or her, or at least believes in their, their efficacy, who has reason, who has reason to believe that it's not just like, Oh, well, I read that these are a mercy because you know, the anathema will be consumed by their power and we have to put them down. Maybe they really had a run in with a villainous exalt. Cause not all, I mean, all exalts are great in some way, like mm-hmm. great power, great passions, etc. They aren't necessarily good. Yeah, there is no requirement to be a good person because you got no. an exaltation, uh, yes. which is which is like part of <laughs> part of the theme, part of that power yeah. and consequences theme. Because you don't yep. even as a player character, you don't have to be a hero. Nope, <laughs> you don't well, have to be a good villain, guy at all. Play an antihero. Yep, you're just big in some way. Yeah, let's. I think it's also important to talk about identity and like the reinvention of identity and how that's like a gay thing. Yep. Yeah, because one of the things that I know we at least talk about in Crucible of Legend, which is the upcoming Storyteller's Guide, um, and I don't think it's an essence because we probably didn't have fucking room for it, uh, is that, like, exalts often rename themselves upon exaltation. Yes. Yeah, that's been a thing since uh, the first the first go, right? I think so. I don't, I don't you know, I don't know how text that was, um, but, like, having a, an epithet or... Um, a heroic appellation or something that like people call you a sobriquet, uh, yeah, is has always been a thing. Like earning yes. a, a sobriquet of some sort for doing cool shit has always been a thing. Um, but also, we we sort of added that like you as becoming an exalt 
to some degree means leaving your old life behind. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you are no longer a regular person. You are something significantly more powerful. And for some people, that means reinventing yourself completely. Um, whether like, and we only talked about realm dragon blooded because there's so much fucking setting, but there's dragon blooded who are dragon blooded who are not involved with the, you know, world ruling organization. There's lots of dragon right. who live all over the world. Uh, and the lost eggs. Yeah, lost eggs, outcasts, um, just people who just like live in a kingdom over there, who got the gene, you know. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, so like you are also aren't required to to buy into that, but like, um. But also, uh, you know, as a solar, you're like, okay, well, I'm I'm no longer going to live in my small village. I'm going to go do something else big. I'm someone new now. This is my new name. I have reinvented myself. Um, yeah. And then you have lunars who are literally shapeshifters, uh, who are maybe the gayest of them all. <laughs> yes, they are the gayest of them all. Yes. We do talk lunars, about that. Uh... In the Lunars and identity gets really interesting. Yeah, because when you are, when you can take any form you want to, does gender even matter anymore? Yeah, there's they, there's a lot of discussion within Exalted, like just the setting lore, and then specifically in like the Lunar Book about about how identity changes, or the concept of identity changes for a shapeshift, mm-hmm. as opposed to like it's cool I get to be a bird and I can fly. It's like when you can change your shape at will to anything you can really get your hands on, what defines what you are anymore? Yeah. Uh, the answer is you, you know, do. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the answer it's is cool you do. Stuff. You're, you um, define who you are, however yeah. that is. Uh, and like um, being able to own the shape of your body and your identity like that is incredibly gay. Yes. Yeah. And Lunars even have like, if they get their tattoos, they have, basically they they basically have an inviolable body that can't change unless it has their permission to change so yep. someone can't like like use a spell that forces them to change their shape or you know the the chaotic energies of the wild can't mutate them because they have these tattoos and that's a basically that's an x card <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a big old nope you can't change me without my permission yeah which is so fucking cool <laughs> yeah on let's on a let's let's less theory more surface level talk about how like exalted social system is built around like understanding things people care about and then found families found families and like how you totally can have homoerotic relationships and like kiss the villain and fuck monsters demons in the second circle and stuff how about how about those things oh hollered found family so so what do you want to what do you have something to say about I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about yeah, how, you know, this is a really important thing to, like, people from our generation and younger, and especially people from, like, the queer community that, you know, your family, like, biologically, your your biological family might be a bunch of shitheads. And there's not much you can do about that, because you can't pick who created you. Nope. <laughs> but you can have a found family, which is which is such an important concept to a lot of people, like, in our age and, you know, in our in our circumstances. I don't know. Um, well, in Exalted, obviously you have, like, you're playing with other players who also have characters, so you have your party, um, which is what they would call it in D&D, but in Exalted, it's more broadly just called a circle. And uh, odds are pretty good that all of you are going through the same weird, like, identity, reclaiming your history, you know, finding your purpose, like, all of you are going through that same fucked up shit, and probably aren't speaking to your family because you are an Exalt now, and speaking to them could put them in put put them in danger or maybe they've already told you that we think that you should be put down or you know whatever so found families is a really really important concept to exalted as well um given that you kind of have to give up your mortal family once you exalt unless you're dragon blooded but that's they're kind of outliers for a lot of this yeah but like there's also dragon blooded also can form um sworn kinships uh, yes. And there's, like, nothing more found family than a fucking sworn kinship. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a found family that you, like, basically swear a blood oath to protect. Right. And there are mechanical <laughs> rules for being, like, this is my this is my found family and I'm keeping them forever. Yes. Yes, you get bonuses and shit because you don't fuck with that guy. 
that guy is like he's like a brother to me and you you get like you get mechanical bonuses for that as opposed to it being a role-playing thing that your dungeon master gives you inspiration for (laughs) Ugh, yawn yeah what were we talking about before i interrupted you ah sex Uh, (laughs) i was just talking about like the surface level stuff of like you can totally have a homoerotic sword duel on a roof and you just know, straight up being gay. You can just be textually gay. It's you can just be deal. textually gay. It's not a big deal. In <laughs> it's fact, it's not encouraged. a big deal anywhere. <laughs> I think the only place that it might be a talking point is in the Empire. Like if you're a Dragonblood, but only because they're like, okay, as long as you have kids, though. Yeah, like the, there's a whole sidebar on that actually. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we talked about that sidebar. <laughs> we did. Uh, if I say the gain is sidebar one more time, I'm sure. Someone will make it into a sound clip. Uh, the gayness sidebar. sidebar. Uh, but it, but basically it says you're part of a, an empire. Nobody marries for love. Period. Yup. Yeah. So like, it's not, it's not that you're not allowed you to be gay. It's that you have to agree. You have to be part of an arranged marriage and figure out how to have kids somehow because that's part of being a, a member of a dynasty. <laughs> it's part of being a member of an imperial dynasty. Yeah. They kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, and that and that same sidebar also goes into like, but defying that and marrying for love anyway is also a heroic story, and anyone of any sexuality can tell that story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, even if you go, okay, fine, I'll marry so and so. In the realm, there's not really. I mean, they don't like talk about it because it's not polite. But I don't think having mistresses or what are the other gender versions of that. I don't know. There's having side pieces is not a big taboo. <laughs> like they're kind of like cool as long as you are having kids with your spouse, because we approved that marriage and you guys need to have babies. Don't have babies with the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> have babies with your spouse, and we will look the other way. <laughs> I was trying to think of. Oh, right, the last thing that every that that sticks in my crawl whenever people are like oh the monster manual you mean the boyfriend catalog and i'm like please sit down and let me tell you about demons of the second circle which we could oh, just we could do a whole God. episode on but like fair folks. monster fuckers exalted is for you oh my god <laughs> you got your abyssals you got your demons you got your fair folk you got you got, you got lunars blooded, depending on how you like you got your lunars yeah I was just thinking of non-playable fuckable monsters because, like, creation is full of ancient creatures that are sentient. Like, yep. there's, there's dragon things, is, there's mountain folk, there's fair folk. ancient there's, entities that can give consent. There are <laughs> elementals of all kinds. Uh, their gods are all sort of monstrous-like. Gods, they yep, don't... God they, most gods in this setting don't ghosts. look like people. They look like creatures. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, you know, demons... There's so many cool things you can kiss uh, <laughs> that are not human and that are not uh, playable characters. And that's like, that's not touching like Lunar's Infernal's Abyssals, who are all very monstrous in their own way. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if that's what you're, if you were looking for a high action game where you can be thirsty sword lesbians and have your homoerotic relationship with your rival and or enemy uh, and then you know duel and tilt their chin up gently with the tip of your sword after defeating them uh and and or have <laughs> oh, a have kiss. a have a demon as a side piece like <laughs> you can do all of that i've done all wanna of have that a, like want to have a love triangle between a werewolf and a demon and a heavenly bureaucrat that fell in love with you 2000 years ago and has been waiting for you to reincarnate because you absolutely can do that yeah that's that's starter level stuff. <laughs> that's, that's basic beginner level exalted, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Call me when you fall in love with an entire sentient city. Yeah. Have you done that? I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet either, but you, it is a thing you can of, do. I kind of like, autothonia. I'm not really into, like, the alchemicals, which you'd think would be, like, totally my jam. Something about alchemicals never really like jive with me. I mean, me neither. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they ha- always came last and have always been yeah. presented as like invaders or people who yeah. are playing in their own game world and not as people who interact with the rest of the fucking awesome setting. Yeah, sort of like a satellite. Exactly. Yeah. They always felt extraneous to me in a like, here's them too. They're here. 
but not really. Also, we <laughs> we sort of talked about it when we were talking about lunars and shapeshifting, but gender expression is also like like that's don't even worry about it, my guys. Like Exalted yeah. is is it's 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 a the great thing about Exalted is the setting is vast and the lore is extensive. Like this can also be the worst thing about Exalted when you're new because it's so overwhelming. Um but what that comes down to is um basically there's a lot of blank spots in the record books and on the map that you can fill in yourself. Um, and where there are these like beautiful, vibrant cultures that the writers have come up with. And like all of them have their own answers to like, here's our feelings on, you know, multiple kinds of gender expression or, you know, sexuality. And for the most part, it, the answer is like, it's cool. <laughs> it's open. Do what you want. Because a lot of the writers on Exalted are very gay. Oh, yeah. We, um, we wanted to talk about this a little bit, too. Yes. Let's, but, let's make this our uh, last point, point before we wrap. To wrap it up, to wrap yeah. it up real, real quick. My point is that Exalted has these big blank spaces where you can change it if you want to. If you want to say that your character comes from this, like, oh, I like this, this culture from from the dragon blooded book but i want to change this part of it because i don't like that just fucking draw, write it in on the map because there's so much room for you to just create your own experience with an exalted yeah yeah you're so right also, also our staff is gay. most of the writers are gay yeah, yeah. the writers are gay uh, <laughs> from from the top down the like there are eight people on the development staff of which two of them are not some variety of gay just yeah, mo- most of us are, most of us are gay or bi. Yeah, and a good chunk are non-binary or trans. Correct. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, gender and sexual diversity on the exalted staff. Yeah. <laughs> trying real hard to get this. Yeah, get this uh, right. Get it our, nailed down. The essence team, at least, was in the significant majority queer folks. Significant. Yes. Yes, I love it. Oh, I love exalted, and mostly women and femmes. Yeah, yeah, yep. that too. Yep. And I know we talked about it in another episode, but Exalted's main, like, the imperial center of power is matriarchy. Mm-hmm. If you're like into that. It's you know, it's still not great because it's still like an imperial power, and it sucks. But it's a matriarchy, so that's Girl interesting. Girl boss. <laughs> Girl power. Girl boss. <laughs> so yeah stop playing D if you're looking Yay. for like high flying gay adventure you should be playing exalted and you should be waiting waiting don't wait you should be looking for exalted essence to be hitting kickstarter sometime i don't know no sooner <laughs> than another month from now because victorian mage Ooh. is wrapping up and adventure is next and i don't know what's after it but it is Whoa. a candidate for that spot this is not Ooh. this is not a statement of date because I literally do not know. At least two months from now. At least two months from now. Um, uh, but like I know there's so there's like a couple things that could possibly go into that next spot, and it, that depends on when everything else gets done. Okay. Yep. All right. There's some post production shit that needs to happen. That's in the works. It is potentially a candidate for the next spot after adventure. If you can't wait. Go check out Systematic Understanding of Everything, exaltcast.com. It'll get you up to speed on playing regular flavor Exalted, which is in its third edition currently. Yep. Um, And, you know, of course, Monica and I have written for Exalted third edition as well. So you'd be supporting us if you buy Exalted stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you can play the game and you can come back to us and be like, oh, my God, Exalted is so great. We'll be like, I know. We know. Uh, furthermore, you are allowed to like both Exalted and D&D. You don't have to stop playing D&D. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know. <laughs> we're, just being, we're just being silly. <laughs> just every time I see a new player talking about, like, I love D&D. That's so it's, gay. I get to play gay games with my with my tiefling warlock. And I'm like, oh, I wish I just want to give you a free copy of Exalted. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> same. Uh, same. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it All is right. 1.30. We did this for an hour and a half. Cool. Uh, Bonus should... content. Uh, I'm hungry, uh, so we Me should too. go have lunch. Yeah, I gotta go make some lunch for the child in my house. Okay, uh, Monica. Yes. Where can they find us on the on the 
on the web, web. On, the web on web 2.0 um <laughs> point your internet browser your internet browser your browser and press plus the crick button uh, internet browser com, part of the misdirected mark network bring <laughs> uh um oh god email the spirit is fading uh twitter twitter monaco twitter <laughs> Twitter at bonus exp cast. Uh, I'm at Randy. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, no. see, I almost did it. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you can also email us here. at uh, bonus exp cast at gmail.com. Oh, I forgot the email. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Bonus exp cast at gmail.com. Part of the misdirected mark network. Okay. Where can they find you? <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm unraveling. I'm unraveling. Ray W. Cole on Twitter. Okay. And I'm at Zenith Sun. Tweet, yes! and, bang- tweet and bangers. We did it. Tweeting gangers. Bangers. Tweeting bangers. Bangers and tweets. Bangers and tweets. We need to go. You tweets. need to go eat. Uh, I'm concerned. Yeah, I need to go have some food. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'm cool. I can make it down the stairs. All right. Everybody get out. Go. Get out of here. Go. Everybody get out. And change it if you want to. Uh, and don't break it if it's not broken. Don't break it if it's not broken. Oh, man. Thank you for listening. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. The podcast theme song is Reuse Morse with Light by Analog by Measure, used under the attribution non-commercial Creative Commons license. Our cover art and logo are by the very talented Nemo Studios. And now, I return to the incredibly high-stakes world of children's card games. See you next time, and remember, winners don't do drugs.